Bam! We have a very, very exciting episode coming at you this week. Um, first and foremost, it is Thanksgiving, so that's pretty freaking awesome. That's that's a reason to get excited. Uh, but on the other hand, my cousin is down in Texas visiting yours truly, yes. uh, which is pretty freaking awesome. Yeah, it means we have to do uh, we can do a live episode instead of doing you know uh, one through uh, you know technological means. So this makes it a lot easier, a lot smoother, and a lot more fun. So yes, I love it. Yes, it does. Yes, it's pretty awesome. So, and we only get to yeah. do a couple of these, you know. Yeah. During during the year or ever, ever. Yeah, yeah. We did one for I the mean, draft. If you guys, you yeah, know, are true. avid listeners of us, which was pretty awesome. So, um, and I guess we'll just start off by saying, you know, we wish everyone a happy Thanksgiving to, uh, you know, everyone out there, you and your families, um, and good luck shopping on Thursday good luck and, and with Black that. Good <laughs> and on Black Friday. Yeah, um, I myself have. Really taking a step back um, from, yeah. the, from the show. So for me, Black Friday, <laughs> Black Friday for the last like five or six years has just been for myself. I go out at 5 a.m. I say I'm not going out for anyone else at the time. And now actually I'm going to probably be going out for getting gifts for other people. So it's going to be a weird feeling. It's going to be, I know, I usually would sit not get up that early for someone else. but It is a wise decision yeah. too. You know, you get all your Christmas shopping. Yeah, and that is... Maybe even birthday presents for next year done. <laughs> Literally at the pro- yeah, that's true. That's true. Be proactive instead of reactive. Oh my god, oh my god. I'm, I'm so excited. That's the real holiday. Black Friday is the real holiday. Thanksgiving is not, but whatever. Oh, I can't um. wait. Thanksgiving. <laughs> um, and then we just want to also uh, reiterate that we, uh, you know, you can follow us on Twitter. Like to mention that uh, we are at Twitter uh, at the Fantasy Fam. Uh, our website, thefantasyfam.com. You can get to all of our platforms there. You know, Stitcher, Google Play, iTunes. Um, Overcast, we don't have a link, but if you just search us on the Overcast app, uh, I believe it's only for iPhones, right? I'm pretty sure. Yes. So just download the app, um, just search us, and we'll we'll pop right up. So and then you can subscribe to it, and then you'll just be updated on every single episode that comes out. Yeah. Awesome. Uh, as in fantasy fam fashion, we always start the episode off with some news and injuries. Um, it's I guess it's never a good thing. With injuries, but it does happen every yeah. single week. And it was a really rough, rough weekend um, for certain players, and one of them uh, in particular we'll start off with, and that is the Alex Smith injury. Uh, it really looked a lot like that Gordon Hayward injury last year. It just looked, gave me chills. It looked like Joe Theismann. It looked like, who's the kid who played for Louisville, uh, NCAA tournament, Kevin Ware. Um, oh yeah! Oh, so it was that a was it a was yeah it was bad um, oh. to say the least. So he goes he drops back in the pocket and he gets sacked and as he's getting sacked, one player pulls him one way, the uh, another the other way, and his leg snapped and he broke. He had a compound fracture, um, so the bone went through the skin, and uh, he broke his tibia and his fibula. And for a man his age, he's not a spring chicken where he has a career in front of him. So this could spell the end, unfortunately, for Alex Smith. Maybe in Washington, maybe in general. Maybe in the NFL. Yeah, maybe his NFL uh, his NFL story might be done, so we wish him the best, but God, it was awful to watch. Um, and as a result of that, with Colt McCoy as their starting quarterback... Who looked pretty decent in, yeah. the, in the second he, half. He though. almost brought them back. He almost actually ended up bringing them back to win, but in, uh, in a resulting move, they did sign Mark... But fumble Sanchez to be the backup quarterback in Washington. Which is incredible that they signed him... Just, what, like 10 years? What was it? How long ago was it? 11 years ago with the butt fumble? 11? He's not that old. He's not that old. The butt fumble was, what, 2011? No. I don't know. It's been a, it's been a while, though, and I think it's kind of ironic that, I mean, if he steps 
on the field, you know, oh on Thursday. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. On Thanksgiving, Because that was the Thanksgiving. Know? I was at that game. I was at the game where he had the butt fumble <laughs> with the Jets. And it yeah, was the, you left our house it was the third. Yeah, it was the Thanksgiving night game. And so, anyway. Um, so, that's an unfortunate thing for both sides because the Alex Smith injury and signing Mark Sanchez is just as bad. Um... Next piece is Kerryon Johnson. It's looking like, for the most part, it's a 99.9% certainty that he will be out for Thanksgiving uh, game against the Bears. So we're also looking at Marvin Jones potentially being out as well. Um, so that's an interesting one to watch because, from our perspective and from many, uh, Theo Riddick has the capabilities to catch passes. Um, they've kind of phased him out of the offense with the addition of Kerryon Johnson. But with two you know, options gone... Um, it really makes it that, you know, the only case is for uh, Theo Riddick to get some targets. So. Which he's definitely, I mean, if he's out there on the waiver, you definitely want to obviously jump on that. Yeah. But chances are he might be on someone's bench. Who who knows? Yeah. Yeah, so that, that's a tough one for uh, for all you carry on Johnson owners who are hoping that you would get some good results from him at this point in the year. Uh, it is one game for now, so I, I wouldn't look too far into that. The other one that's really interesting to watch, and uh, I've seen some rumors about, is the Jimmy Graham situation um, in Green Bay. So he breaks his thumb. Everyone thinks he's gone for the year. I mean, it's an injury. You, you, know, you can't catch passes if your finger is broken. Um, so they say, you know, four to six weeks could be more at this point in the season. Green Bay looks like they're heading down a you know, path of no playoffs again. So, you know, he's done. But they're saying that they might, they might actually see him uh, over the next few weeks. They said that he might have the chance to hit the field over the next few weeks. They're not really sure what's going to go on because if they find the right splint or they find the right way to pack it, um, they're actually thinking that he has a chance to play over the next week or two. So I, we had a question on on Twitter asking us if we should drop him, you know, Jimmy Graham at this point or not, and if you wanted to add somebody. So JD um, at said, Coffee Bean yeah, always, at Coffee Bean nine four one always love the uh, the shout outs, my man. Yeah, he's asking if we should just send Graham up the river. <laughs> nice one, by the way. Love it. Um, that's the thing, though, is yeah, because there's only a few weeks left. But the thing with what I had said to him was that Graham, at this point, we don't know exactly what's going to happen if he's going to, you know, play over the next few weeks, if they're going to be able to, you know, put a nice split in there and he's going to start. Who knows? But at this point, I would keep him, put him on an IR slot if you have that option. If, yes. If not, then I would stash him on the bench and try to pick up a tight end, which we will go through, uh, go through some at the end of the episode uh, for some potential guys you could pick up on the waiver wire to replace somebody like Jimmy Graham. So. So, Brendel fell, uh, ruptured his Achilles, or tore his Achilles. Not good. I'm not really sure. <laughs> I didn't actually see the play, and I'm not sure, if, once again, if this is the end of a career, because, you know, Brendel fell, another guy in later in his career, another tough injury to come back from, but awful uh, for the Raiders, who somehow won a game. I, I don't know how. Oh, my God. I, I don't want to talk about it. I don't even want to talk about that, yeah. Yeah, but Brendel fell, tears his Achilles, and who steps in as their number one? It's your who, guess is as good as mine. Who knows? Um, it's it's at this point right now. Who is it? It's it's. Seth I think Roberts. I think Gruden said he was going to suit Seth up. Ro <laughs> it's Seth Roberts <laughs> at this point. I mean, he's the number one. So Seth Roberts and Jared Cook are probably your must starts just based <coughs> on vo pure volume alone. Yeah, and I mean Doug Martin. Doug Martin actually went down. He missed what probably the, the most of the, the second, second half. half. Yeah, yeah, he missed so the second half. Got a lot of carries. DeAndre yeah, Washington. Yeah. So uh, Jalen Rashard got yep. some carries. So he is at this point. He is a you know startable asset. Granted, none of these guys are startable assets with confidence uh, because the Raiders stink so much. But it is worth noting that without um, their technical number one target, you know, their number one target in Brandon LaFell, uh, Seth Roberts is set to get some targets, and I would look for Jared Cook to get some more as well. But I would avoid that situation at all costs if possible. <laughs> um, Mariota, Marcus Mariota, left with a stinger against the Colts. It was a blowout loss, so at that point it really didn't matter. 
The Colts just trounce them. But he does have a questionable tag for this Monday night game against the Texans. Um, uh, it's a it's a this is a must it's win a, game. Yeah, it's too. a situation for them to watch for you guys to watch if you are a Mariota owner. I would uh, watch this one. Granted, I'm hoping you have another option that is worth starting over Mariota. Uh, hopefully your other option yeah. isn't Jared Goff or Patrick <laughs> Mahomes. Right, which is totally a possibility. Um, so I would play the waiver wire in that uh, regard as well. I, you know, I've, I've said it before about Tampa Bay, but Jameis is out there in a lot of leagues. He has now been named the starting quarterback. So that's again. always... Again. Yeah. So that's always a good one because I believe they're playing the 49ers. So have at that, you know. <laughs> it's a wonderful matchup. Uh, last thing of note, not that it really matters to most people, including myself as a Jets fan, uh, Sam Darnold is on track to play this week after week uh, missing week nine, and then he um, had the bye week, so he had that foot issue, and they're saying he's on track to play. I'm really not, you know, Chris Herndon owners, you might be a little bit happy about this one, same about Quincy and Nunwa owners who really Who's need points. healthy now. Yeah, and then the last piece, I missed this one, uh, Mitch Trubisky has a really good chance of missing. He is doubtful at this point. To, uh, he's going to miss the Thursday game on Thanksgiving. As of now, it's not. Yeah. It is not looking good, and I know that that's yeah. so for all you. That's uh, not a good situation yeah, for all you owners <laughs> of Allen Robinson, Taylor Gabriel, Tariq Cohen, potentially um, Trey Burton. Yeah, you're going to have Chase Daniel at this point as your starting quarterback for the Bears. It's, it's not terrible. Like, it's not the greatest. Look I, at that. I mean, you could. You're probably still going to start these guys. Um, I myself. I mean, I don't have to start Jordan Howard, but I kind of no. do. But, but I kind of do. Yeah, Jordan <laughs> Howard might be a good one um, because if they do decide to run the ball or they do decide to check down Tariq Cohen, uh, Jordan Howard, they might be the best options. But if they don't have Trubisky, who's been on fire recently, this is a big loss for them. Yeah, totally. Um, so that wraps up the injuries and some news headlines that have uh, taken Week 11 by storm. Uh, speaking of taking a Week 11 by storm, um, I... Just really want to like hope and like that everybody watched the game last night, the Chiefs versus the Rams. By far, probably the best game I've I've ever seen. Yeah, <laughs> it really was. It was one of the better games I've ever seen in my entire life for, including for any Bowls, sport, including for Super Bowls, even College yeah. Bowls. Like, yeah, yeah. holy uh, USC, crap! It had USC Texas implications in that. Oh my god! Uh, regard. But the thing is, is it was a great offensive game from a fantasy standpoint, from a football fan standpoint. However, you know, Super Bowl implications here. We're talking about two teams that let up 50 points. I mean, that's not but, good. M- mind <laughs> you, mind you, yes. both defenses actually did end up Scorp- doing yeah. quite well. I think they three both, total touchdowns, right? right? There was three defensive touchdowns. So in that regard, yes, it was wonderful. However... Um, for all of you football fans out there who said, wow, it was a great game, you know, we're hoping this for the Super Bowl. It was like a Big 12 matchup. Yeah, it was more of, it was more of a college football game than it was an It NFL was Oklahoma game. versus Texas yeah. Tech. With- so, wonderful game to watch for all of you fantasy owners who had the likes of Tyreek Tyree Kill, Travis Kelsey, Patrick Mahomes, Jared Goff, I mean, Brandon Cooks, Robert Woods, Robert Woods. Gerald Everett, Tyler Higby, <coughs> Josh Reynolds, Chris Conley. Chris, every single person except for Todd Gurley. Yeah. Basically, yeah, that's the thing. That's what's crazy is everybody except for Todd Gurley um, made it like an impact of, what, 10-plus points or however many points each. I, I think in a PPR he might have gotten yeah. just Un- above 10 points. Yeah. So, yeah. 105 total points and Todd Gurley didn't contribute to one. I'm, I'm still in shock. Yeah, I mean, from a guy who has 17 total touchdowns this season uh, and 105 points scored, Todd Gurley did not have a single touchdown. Or did not score a single point. So that was worth noting. Great game. Unbelievable Monday night game. Unbelievable game in general. Um, it was incredible. Absolutely incredible. Yeah. 
So, let's move on to some of the Sunday games. Uh, there were some good ones, some stinkers, but whatever. Uh, Lamar Jackson gets his first nod as a quarterback in the NFL for the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, most of his impact was done on the ground. It was not done through the air. Put up 117 yards rushing. but it's He all... had like 50 yards rushing through the first quarter already. Yeah, it all depends. <laughs> you know, going forward, it all depends on the, the health of Joe Flacco. And but it does you know having Lamar Jackson a quarterback does hurt the receiving core it does hurt you know some of the running backs in a way but who the hell is this Gus Edwards dude oh my god um, you ask we want to know as well uh, <laughs> there's real I mean he did have actually he it hasn't been irrelevant for the past four weeks he has had his moments when he's got some rushing attempts and made the most of them over the past four weeks but it was so weird yeah but it was weird puts up what he put up over 100 yards I think 113 <laughs> rushing yards or somewhere right yeah. around there a touchdown yeah. So, really interesting game. Um, uh, Reports I read is that they were played, like, Lamar and him have played together, like, mm -hmm. on not necessarily the practice squad or, what, you know right, what I mean? Second like, team reps, third exactly, team reps, like the know, second right. team reps, and, like, right. they played so well together right. that it's like, where did Alex Collins get? Like, I thought Alex Collins and Buck, you know what I mean? I thought everybody got hurt. Yeah. But I don't even think they got hurt, <coughs> which is completely baffling. So, it's like, for people that obviously need a running back fill-in for Todd Gurley or Kareem Hunt this week, uh, you really hope that, I guess if you're the like the Ravens, go with the Gus, you know, Edwards, Lamar Jackson, I guess, duo this week so that you can potentially pick up Gus Edwards and yeah. he has a game like this, you know? Yeah. Really, so. yeah, super interesting. I mean, Collins did get the touchdown, but that being said. But still, though, that Ravens offense, is, That Ravens offense is so weird. Um, so that there for me, they're always an avoid because the tight ends. There's like four tight ends you could play. There's four tight ends that could get touches. I, I just I want to avoid them at all costs. All first rounders. Uh, Willie Sneed. <laughs> Willie Sneed has been the only consistent person, honestly. Five receptions, fifty plus yards. You know, every he's, game he's gonna get exactly. Yeah. He'll get you your eight or nine PPR points at least. Yeah. So move on to the to the wonderful Bucks game, uh, where we saw yet again Fitzmagic go from uh, ecstasy to agony, and there enters uh, Jameis Winston. It's so, just bad. What are they? Yeah. Like, what are they doing in Tampa? I, I, like, is the weather starting to like turn or something? Because <laughs> <laughs> isn't that where everyone retires? You know what I mean? Like, it's just it's just such nice. It's Tampa. Yes. You know what I mean? Like, oh my god. So they get the loss. Giants come up big. Um, it it was super reliant on Odell Beckham and mostly Saquon Barkley. Odell has the touchdown, but Saquon has three. Um, unbelievable game for all you Saquon owners. He had a wonderful, wonderful game every week. Uh, yeah, so yeah, it. he is he is a continuous top five running back in fantasy and will continue to be one. Um, he does help the Giants get the win, which is huge for them against Tampa. Granted, yes, it was against Tampa, but, <laughs> but Jameis. I mean, to take away from that though is that Jameis, like like we mentioned before, mm -hmm. is that Jameis is the starting quarterback now coming up against the Niners this week. So. There's a there's a pretty good streamer for you, you know. Yeah, and Mike Evans has been Mike Evans has actually been pretty good. Um, you know, for a, a team that's been so wishy washy on their quarterback, their their star receivers actually had a really good season given those circumstances. So that's always good to watch. Yeah. Uh, Steelers Jags from rematch from last year. What a game! Um, what a game, but bad. I guess was the word because Steelers were bad. Like it was Steelers bad. were terrible it for was that first really half of the game. Bad. They come storming back against the Jaguars after losing to them last year in the playoffs. Uh, the Jaguars this year look lost. Their quarterback play has been abysmal. Um, their defense came up pretty big, but then in that last quarter or so... Um, Not at all. Yeah, the Jaguars... They didn't even the show The defense up. sucked. They played the first half. So, then, yeah, Steelers come back. You know, it's... Um, 
Antonio is the only person in this game who really was uh, consistently relevant. Five tar- uh, five receptions, 117 yards, and a touchdown. Juju had a decent game. Juju had a good game. Juju yards. ended up have, you know Juju ended up finishing the game uh, nicely. Once again, everybody. But the towards Steelers, the end of the game, right? Everybody on the Steelers had a really slow start. So uh, another another weird game yet again. Uh, David Johnson finally getting his due in uh, Arizona. Like we said, though, they did end up losing. Just give a round of applause they for They did one. end up losing to the Oakland Raiders because Josh Rosen is nowhere near ready to be a quarterback in uh, the NFL. Terrible. terrible. But, they should uh, put in Sam Bradford. Oh, uh, <laughs> too soon. Sorry. Too soon. Uh, David Johnson gets 150 to- uh, total yards of offense. He did have a breakaway touchdown. Oh, my God, at the end of the breakaway game. Breakaway touchdown for what was like a 60-plus yard, 50-yard touchdown, that and was- it gets called back because of holding. By uh, who? Ricky Seals-Jones, who yeah. didn't do a Anything. damn thing in the freaking game. Yeah. Nonetheless, you scored zero points yeah. in fantasy and for your freaking team. Yeah. But you have to go and do that, too. Yeah, for all you, you David you, Johnson owners out there who wanted uh, an extra, I don't know, 13 points on that play. Oh Sorry. My God. Or 12 points on that play. My apologies. Freaking Seals. So, yeah, that's Oakland, <laughs> Oakland Raiders somehow managed to win that game. I don't know how. But oh, my God. Anyway. But welcome back, David Johnson. So, Thank we, you, we mentioned Lefkowitz. we mentioned the Rams and the Chiefs in that game and how, you know, great those offenses are and how awesome that game was. Well, it's a privilege. It, honestly, that that <laughs> that Saints-Eagles game was just that same privilege because, first of all, the Eagles look Awful. Well, Carson Wentz looked terrible. Pre 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 game, it sh- it was a pre- it would have been a pretty match to watch. Right. You know what Great I mean? Matchup. You got defending Super Bowl champs. You know, I mean, and one of the best teams. They could have been in the Super Bowl the Saint the Saints last year. Correct for a freaking yeah. They would. I, I think play. yeah. I think there was a very good chance they would have been in the Super Bowl. Exactly. But so Saints offense looks incredible on all parts. I mean, as it should. Everybody. Drew Brees, <laughs> Alvin Kamara, Mark Ingram. You have uh, Michael Thomas, Traquan Smith. Literally, the entire offense is clicking. They look fantastic. They let up only seven points on defense. That's the scary Un- part. Yeah, unbelievable. That is the scary part. Unbelievable. Drew Brees has another great game, three sixty-three through the air with four passing <sighs> touchdowns. But the, the big story was Traquan Smith. He was shown flashes of brilliance. We know he was capable of. However, he puts up uh, ten receptions, one hundred fifty-seven yards through the air, and one touchdown. Clearly, awesome. Drew. Clearly, Drew Brees likes throwing to this guy. Awesome. And for everybody that picked him up. And actually kept on to him, too, because I think we had mentioned him earlier this season, right? We were like, yeah, yeah. you know, someone He had one good game. And he had the one good game where he had two or three receptions, had over 100 yards, but and we were like, wow, he's big play. That's yeah, it. and then he kind of faded a little bit. I think they definitely have found a, a big upgrade to a Teddy Ginn. I'm, I'm not yeah. I'm not bashing Teddy Ginn at all. I mean, he's right. had a, a better great upgrade, NFL career so far, but a, definitely a better upgrade as far as... I mean, he did 10 for 157. It's not like it's... Two for 157. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? So he's, he's actually not, yeah. catching more than, like, just deep plays. So, yeah. So that's incredible. <laughs> yeah, so that was an awesome game to watch for all you Camara owners, all you Ingram owners. It was, once again, it was a awesome. wonderful, wonderful thing. Uh, Julio is really surprising everybody. Um, the Falcons, not so much. But, so Julio uh, has a touchdown in his third straight game. Oh, my against, God. He has against the Cowboys. Uh, so now he has five straight games with 100 yards or more, and he has six of his last seven games with 100 yards or more. From a guy that people, you know, said only could, you know, like myself, for example, who said he was only capable of yardage and receptions. No, he had, he now has yeah he now <laughs> wrong has, he now has a touchdown in three straight games. Do we do we look into this as like? Uh, I don't know. I look at I look at it as a great thing because one they're playing so they're they're playing the Saints this week, which is yeah always a treat. Yeah, but him he he can disappear against the Saints Ex- real exactly. easily. He'll Marshawn's have, on him. He'll Marshall's have Lattimore exactly. Yeah. He'll have Lattimore on him. Um, it's I mean, a, it, it's a primetime game on Thanksgiving, it too. Could, it could be a game for Muhammad's, Muhammad Sanu, yeah. you know, or Calvin Ridley, right. but Julio's going to get his, he's going to get his fill. Like, yeah. I mean, Matt Ryan, like, he's going to, 
He's going to throw to him. You're you're looking at like probably the best receiver in the game. You know what I mean? Like there's so many receivers that you could say are the based, best receiver. Well, based on pure talent. Based but on Julio. Based on, just, yeah. Oh my. Based on pure athleticism and talent, Julio is the best in the league. And I he think. doesn't even look like he's running fast. He doesn't. He just has really <laughs> big strides. He just, and he just absolutely torches. Like that one, <clears throat> the, the freaking touchdown pass the other day against the Cowboys at the end of the game. Yeah. To tie the game. Yeah. Abs- absolute, like, it was like, dude, why aren't you, like, it was almost like he was like, he's like Usain Bolt when he runs. Yeah. Like, he doesn't look fast. Yeah. He just, yeah, he just breezes it's along. Just, he glides. It's just, he's, gl- he's yeah. gliding. Yeah, he does. <laughs> uh, so, last piece of, uh, you know, news from this week in terms of the games is the Indianapolis Colts, who are now 500. Uh, Andy Luck looks fantastic. I mean... He, for the first time ever, he has an offensive line that can protect him. They can help. You know, that offensive line is great for run, uh, running the ball, for passing. He has been barely hit the last few weeks. It's been unbelievable with Ryan Kelly and Quentin Nelson in the middle of that offensive line. He's been given plenty of time, and his weapons are really helping him out. T.Y. Hilton with a monster, monster game. Nine receptions, 155, and two touchdowns. Um, so that's big for him. Marlon Mack also on the ground getting done with 60 yards and a touchdown. And all you Eric Ebron oh, uh, owners God, out there uh, laid a complete goose egg. Actual um, but here's the thing. Why would you Why would you have sat him? You I, know what I mean? Like, why would well, you... Jack Doyle. Why would I you... Mean, but that still doesn't matter. You know right, what I mean? No. When you got Andy Luck who's throwing the ball 45 times a game. Right. You know what I mean? So, and this was the game that everybody's been waiting for for T.Y. Hill. And, oh, is this the week he breaks wow. out? Blah, 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 blah. What a game. I mean, you obviously couldn't predict he was going to do that. But, I mean, this is, holy crap. Yeah. Obviously, Andrew Luck likes throwing to him, which we have seen on numerous occasions. I mean, he's not he's not stupid. He's obviously going to throw to his best receiver. So, obviously, T.Y. Hilton is definitely going to be a top 15, maybe even like top... He's a top 10 at this point. Top 10 yeah. for the rest of the season. If the Colts are playing this strong and Andrew Luck looks this good because he has the time to throw, um, we knew, you know, Andrew Luck was a generational talent Scary. and he struggled over the past few years for one, injuries, and the other was because he didn't have the time to throw. He was getting chased all the time. Um, so the fact that he now has that and has weapons like T.Y. Hilton, Jack Doyle, Marlon Mack, I mean, they are a good team. If, if, the they, only had good, a, if they only had a better, a little bit of a better defense... Yeah. They could be scary because they still are in playoff contention. Right. They could win, they could win that freaking division. Yeah. Which is so. I mean, that division is just. It's tough. Ugh. Yeah. It's a pretty. It's game. tough, but I mean, it's like. Yeah, I mean, right weird, now the, weirdly tough. The Texans are really. The Texans <laughs> are in you know in a really good position for themselves. They're playing good football and, um, you know they're they're leading the division by what two games at this point. But I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. But the Colts really do look good, and the Colts could be competing for a wild card spot. So. Um, always good. So let's just turn now to some Thanksgiving games. Uh, there's three games on the slate, as always. Turkey Day! Yeah, there's the Eastern... We're going Eastern Standard Time here. Sorry. The 12.30 game, there's the 4 o'clock game, and then there's the 8.30 game or 8.20 game, whatever it is. Um, so Bears-Lions is... The, oh, we, the Lions game is always the first game of the day. And they always... And it's always the Bears-Lions. Yeah, it's, it's not always Bears-Lions, but, but it, it has been yeah, for it's been, quite yeah. some time. So uh, Lions uh, look pretty, pretty abysmal, but they did get the win... <laughs> This past week against Carolina because <laughs> Riverboat Ron with his wonderful play call How? of deciding to go for two. I don't understand that, that was, one. Oh Yo, Gano looks like crap. I'm not going to deny that. Gano looked awful. He couldn't hit anything. I however, wouldn't be surprised if they get a new However, if you had the week. chance to go to overtime, you would have won. <laughs> like, I don't understand that one. And anyway. increase your chances yeah, in the NFC exactly. when you when you need to. Yeah, they needed that win. Like, like the Panthers yeah, needed that win. You can't lose yeah. to the freaking 
Lions. Yeah. Oh Panthers really needed that win. So anyway, awesome. uh, Bears Lions. We're talking about how the fact that uh, Mitch may not Mitch Trubisky may not play. Very good chance of that. So this game kind of takes a hit for me. Um, I would have loved to see Mitch Trubisky going up Ugh. against this this Lions team. Um, I think. They could have been a they monster been, game. Yeah, they could have torched them. For everyone. <laughs> but at this point, in terms of that Thanksgiving game, it's really hard um, to see any of their star players having a huge day. I mean, I don't I don't know. I, I My only one right now at this point is Tariq Cohen, because I do think Tariq Cohen is a nice safety blanket. He, you know, for a quarterback to check down to, he will get his rushing attempts as well. So Chase Daniel would be in line for the start. Who did play? Who actually did play for uh, for Nagy in Kansas? Yeah, in Kansas City. City. So, he's so the he, backup behind Alex Smith. Exactly. So he does have some familiarity with him, which is very. It's, nice. it's However, very nice. Exactly. It's not like he was his star quarterback, but right. at least they've, you know, they they know each other, right? Which and is good. So all you Trey Burton owners out there, please feel free to bench him at this point. We don't know what he is doing. We don't know why they're not integrating him in the offense as but much as we thought they were. Who are you going to start over him? Yeah, that's well. That's the thing is it, the tight end position. What was there's what, no tight end. We were talking about we were talking about a tight end the other uh, the other day about how like the difference between oh it was so there's a difference between the first tight end and the number nine tight end. So the number one tight end is is Travis Kelsey at 200 plus points. The number nine tight end is Jordan Reed. Jordan Reed right now on the season is he is the number nine tight end in fantasy with a hundred points. That who is a hundred point who difference. Now actually takes a step up because yeah. Colt McCoy actually likes throwing to him. Yeah, scored his first touchdown the other day. Yeah, but that is a hundred point difference between tight ends. So for you Trey Burton owners, and if you are struggling with the fact that he's getting you one point five to three point five points per game, nobody else yeah, is scoring. Feel free to <laughs> feel free to stream any other tight end at this point with confidence, knowing that he might do better than Trey Burton at any game. It, <laughs> It's, it's it's this bad that what Gronk has been out for yeah. what four weeks right. total yeah. let's Gronk's, say Gronk's been out a lot this year let's put it that way and, and he's, he's still a top tight and top he's goal. still the the number I think eleven or twelve 11 tight, tight end. end he is still the eleven number eleven tight end and he hasn't even had that fantastic of so, a year so yeah. that just goes to show you how bad that position is this year I'd feel more comfortable this week actually in that same game starting somebody uh, you know starting a Lions tight end like Luke Wilson over oh totally yeah <laughs> you know so, I, honestly I w- screw it you know like, what I mean because like you don't oof. you don't know. I don't. Luke Wilson could get the turkey. I don't. He could get the turkey award. I don't know, <laughs> honestly. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you so carry-ons out, so Theo definitely becomes, I, I I guess, not a must-start, but, I mean, kind of. You know what I mean? Yeah. I he's going to gonna get a lot. And then Galladay. Kenny Galladay's going to get a huge workload if... Galladay and Theo jumps. and maybe Stafford. That's only if you have to fill yes. in for, no, for Mahomes or... Bears defense is pretty good. Exactly. That's the thing. I mean, you're playing the Bears defense, so hopefully you got... Something else, I don't, I don't know, but the Bears' defense is definitely a must-start for me. Yeah, as is everyone. I mean, they're the number one defense. So at this point, especially if Mitch, you know, when, when Mitch Trubisky plays, it makes everything a lot easier. But what is what we've seen all season is who is going to have a better game in that specific game? Is it Taylor Gabriel or Anthony Miller? Oh my god! If one of them does well, the other one does not. If, like well, this past game they actually yeah, both they both they did. both did quite well. Anthony had the the touchdown. Correct. Um, Gabriel had the more targets. Exactly. Like I think in PPR he got like thirteen or fourteen points, which right. is a lot better than what he's been doing. I think Gabriel with a quarterback like uh, Chase Daniel is a safer option. Yeah, I do personally. It's not. I, it's, I don't feel well. You know. Great. Just because of those little passes yeah, and like yeah. like a Tariq Cohen yes. type. It's it's more of a utility guy who can do a lot more things. So I think Gabriel might have a little bit of a better game there. But now this is only if Chase Daniel starts. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if Chase Daniel doesn't start, I would then probably, all this is irrelevant. I would probably start all of them. I mean, you're, then you're starting almost everybody on the Bears. Yeah, because this could be this could be a thirty-six to thirty, a uh, thirty-six point game for the Bears. Yeah, at least, yeah. hopefully, some of those are defensive. So. <laughs> 
which I mean that's just completely a, possible because that defense is unbelievable. That's just a hope. And the second game uh, is my lovely Dallas Cowboys. Uh, yes, I am a Cowboys fan from New York. That is weird. Ha ha. <laughs> um, they are playing the Washington Redskins in a divisional matchup, uh, which that division right now should be the Cowboys to win. I mean, based on or how lose. Or lose. Exactly. <laughs> or, or, how, or, lose. Or, or lose. Yeah, yeah. Um, Giants are bad. Redskins are pretty much done now. Um, and the, the Eagles. Yeah. Eagles look terrible. Uh, who knows what the hell's going on with them. Um, but Cowboys could have the opportunity to basically run away with this with the NFC East. Um, yeah. Colt McCoy is going to start for the Redskins. Uh, he apparently, I believe, his last game that he actually started, he won, and it was against the Cowboys in Dallas. So <laughs> great. That's just a little side. You know, that's just a little side note. I heard that on the radio on the way here. Um, and Colt McCoy, though, another stat about him is that he actually has. The worst record of any quarterback in the NFL right now that have started more than twenty five games. That's He's not like good. seven and eighteen. Wow. So Brandon Whedon has a better record. You know what I mean? Like guys, <laughs> some guys like that, yeah, have better records than Colt McCoy. So, um, I think Cowboys defense is probably a must start this week. I would say. Oh yeah, against a, a team that's in offensive disarray without their starting quarterback. Yeah, I would think so. Definitely. Um, <laughs> As far as for the skins, uh, then we'll get into the Cowboys in one quick sec. But the skins, I would say Adrian Peterson and probably Jordan Reed yeah. are the only two that... Going to rely heavily on the running game. You're going to rely heavily on a security blanket over the middle like Jordan Reed. So both of them are, are really, I would say, must-starts that perform well on Thanksgiving. Yeah, I think they're both going to actually have pretty good games. AP, maybe. Cowboys' run defense is actually quite yeah. quite good this year. So, um, But... My my start of the week of the of that game though, and maybe even for the week is actually Dak Prescott. Uh, one because I actually have to start him this week in one league, uh, actually two leagues, but the one is more important because I got Jared Goff on a bye. Uh, they are playing the Redskins. It is at home. It is on Thanksgiving. He hasn't looked that good the past couple Thanksgivings. Yeah, they put up six points last year. They put up six. They played <laughs> they the Chargers. Up, yeah, <laughs> uh, it'll be a it'll be a bounce back year. You know, for them on Turkey Day, but I am a big fan of Dak, and I'm obviously it's not I'm not being biased or anything like that. You know, being a fan. Wait, I isn't guess. this isn't this the Cowboys' first game, first Thanksgiving game without Des Bryant in like the last eight nine? Oh my years. god, that is right. So wow, how crazy is that? Right, that's weird. Yeah, yeah. it's gonna be crazy to have to. And without out. Jason Witten. Well, Monday Night Football oh, has my God. Well, yeah, Monday Night Football has the privilege of hearing oh, Jason. Sorry, god man. If almighty. I see you, if I see you at Central Market again, dude. Uh, I'm just gonna like shake your hand and say you are doing a terrible job. <laughs> okay, job. Terrible, commentating. terrible job on Monday Night Football. Oh my God, it's, it's all hard. Him and Chris Collinsworth should be in a booth together with Joe Buck. And that, oh my God, I just I went to the bottom of the you barrel. Just revolutionized with that. sports Holy broadcasting. Crap. Oh my God. Yep. Anyway. But start Dak. You're starting Zeke. Obviously, Amari Cooper has actually looked pretty freaking awesome since joining oh. the team. I, I mean. Yeah, um, and on another side note, you know, we're sending all of our wishes and everything to Michael Gallup. Yeah. Uh, that is obviously nothing, something you just, it's very tough to, you know, hand, deal with a certain situation right. like that. Right. Um, we won't get much more into it, but we're sending his, our prayers, you know, to his family and hoping everybody 
you know, yeah. uh, copes with that. Um, and they're saying he actually he actually wants to play on Thursday. Hey, if that's if that's I mean, if what that's he's capable exactly. of, and if that's what something that you know means something to him and you know means a lot to him, then sure. I mean, if it's all depending on how he feels with it. Exactly. Um, nobody's gonna nobody's gonna say anything to him whether he plays or doesn't. I mean, it's so. Um, Final game is Falcons Saints. Boom, boom, boom. So coming into the year, this would have been a fantastic uh, game, but the Falcons have not looked themselves. They're four and six. The offense looks okay. I mean, once again, you don't have your still looks good. You don't have your bell cow in Devonta <laughs> Freeman. Um, Tevin Coleman's taking on those responsibilities. Ito Smith has been okay uh, when needed when he's called upon. But for the most part, you know Matt Ryan and Julio Jones have made that offense work. Their defense has looked pretty pretty brutal. Um, they they can't cover anybody on def- on running whether it's running the ball, whether it's passing, doesn't matter what it is. So uh, I really think that the Saints could just pick them apart uh, for this upcoming week. I would not be surprised if the Saints put up 35 plus points. I would not be surprised again if all of the you know the central most important pieces of this uh, the Saints offense all have 15 plus points in this game. You're looking at you know Mark Ingram putting up a touchdown or so, Alvin Kamara four or five receptions and a touchdown or so, Drew Brees putting over 300 yards and three touchdowns. You're you're literally looking at starting every Saints piece, including Traquan Smith, um, and I would not be ashamed to do any of those things. Uh, Julio, even the Falcons. Julio, yeah. <laughs> Julio, Matt Ryan, both of those could we could even I. Only reason I have question marks about Julio this week is because he will be matched up with Marshawn Lattimore, and there is situations where we have seen that when Julio plays the Saints, he kind of disappears for certain points of the game. Um, so for me, I would still start him. He's on his quest towards 2,000 total yards, which he's going offense, to get. Which he is just—he <laughs> has been incredible. So I would not be surprised about that. So I mean, it's going to be a good game either way. Other than that, though, um, I mean, Austin Hooper, Tevin Coleman are both startable. Um, Prob- honestly, I would probably say you you start Ridley, and if you have yeah, to, Ridley. Sanu. I would I mean, rather they're gonna have to keep they're gonna have to keep up. I would rather rather start Ridley uh, over Sanu personally, um, but I, I mean, if you're in a deeper yeah. league and yeah. you have you know what I mean, you need to fill in. We do have two pretty solid teams on buys this week. <laughs> two solid teams or two of the best teams. I mean, you're looking at. Rams and Chiefs, both literally like week. top five guys, and best <coughs> best players at their positions. Yeah, like literally the number one quarterback, the number two quarterback, the number one running the number back, one running back, the, number, the number like six, five running back, number six running back, <laughs> the number one tight end, uh, number ten and eleven wide receiver. So unbelievable. Number one wide receiver. Oh yeah, Tyreek. number one in Tyreek. Yeah, so Jesus. <laughs> yeah, so we, we're 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 missing a lot of big pieces this week. So in, in situations like that, it's always Fantasy's good. He's going to take her. I'm, yeah. I'm sad. <laughs> it's always good to exploit your matchups this week. So if you can start uh, players in, you know, they wouldn't nor- normally start, but it's a good matchup for them defensively. Then this is the week to do it. Um, you're about to get over that hump into the playoff hunt now, and Thanksgiving is always, you know, a really really good slate of games. Um, to do so, so that that's that uh, that late night game always produces some good points. Um, so I would not be surprised if this is a sixty plus t- uh, point total game. <gasps> yeah, I hope so. Amazing, I really do hope so. To get on to our uh, the the final portion of this uh, you know turkey episode, um, little some waiver guys out there that could help you out down the stretch. Uh, not necessarily for this week, but hopefully for the rest of your season too. Uh, there's Chances are there's not going to be much out there. Um, we did mention Jameis Winston. Um, I believe he's available in most leagues because obviously everyone dropped him because Ryan Fitzpatrick took over and 
So now you're basically just going to be flipping Fitzmagic and Winston, which is what I think I'm doing in one league. It's bad. It's bad. I'm not <laughs> which gonna is what I'm going to exactly. I'd rather have Winston over Casey Keenum or Ryan Tannehill. Um, yeah, exactly. Enough said. Um, so they're playing the Niners this week. Uh, both teams are bad, but it could be a decently scoring game. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it could be like a 35 to 28 game. So Jameis Winston is definitely a quarterback to to look at out there um, to fill in for a Mahomes or a Goff owner, yeah. such as myself. Yeah, so, so some running backs. We'll just go through some guys who are low-owned in ESPN leagues. We are using ESPN as our example because a majority of leagues are still run through ESPN. Uh, this isn't to discredit any CBS or Yahoo or my fantasy league owners. However, uh, it's important to note that these are based on ESPN um, numbers. So some of the running backs that might, might you know, they're, they're going to be out there in a good uh, percentage of leagues. You're looking at Josh Adams, a guy who got the bulk of the carries from Philly this past week. Granted, it wasn't a lot because they were down the entire game. But looks good. He yeah, but Josh looked, Adams he actually looked, looked good. good. He did. He looked good. Um, so another one would be the you know we discussed earlier was Gus Edwards with Baltimore. We're not exactly mm-hmm. what short we don't we're not sure what's going to happen. <laughs> Alex Collins or your you know they did add Ty Montgomery. They still have Buck Allen. So super weird one there. Um, it was probably available in yeah ninety nine. He's probably about, yeah he's probably available one hundred percent of leagues at this point. Yeah. Uh, last one is Elijah McGuire. Um, he he has we have seen him go off of a lot of waiver wire, but he's still I think available in at least eighty percent of leagues. So he is definitely worth the ad because he is that complimentary back to Isaiah Crowell. And they're going to probably Jets. be down. Yes, they're as in Jets down. fashion. Okay. So they're right. anyway they're going to need to throw the ball. Anyway. So insert Elijah. Anyway. Uh, some wide receiving options that are uh, some great opportunities for them. We had discussed earlier with Seth Roberts, now going to be the number one uh, for Oakland. Curtis Samuel, who has actually become a, a newfound favorite target uh, for Cam Newton with the Carolina Panthers. He was drafted in the second round last year of the NFL draft, so they did invest some good capital in him. He has just battled with injury. However, Curtis Samuel has been targeted a lot over the past two or three weeks. And he did put up a touchdown this past week again. So another guy who's well worth the ad. Um, the last one is from last night's game. He is on bye this week, but Josh Reynolds. Josh Reynolds is going to fill in for that Cooper Cup role um, in that offense because, once again, you know Cooper Cup is done for the year with a torn ACL, unfortunately. So They did not yeah. miss a step at all with Cooper Cup. Without him, yeah. Like, that was <coughs> – Josh Reynolds actually, like, he looks good. Yeah. So Josh Reynolds, he is on a bye, um, but I I highly, highly recommend. I am doing it in one league. I'm going to try to get him this week and just let him sit on my bench because I think he can definitely help you in your playoffs and definitely, you know, you make it to the championship. This guy is... He's, yeah, he's still available uh, in 73.9% of Oh, leagues. my God, that's incredible. So, uh, and most yeah. players don't get picked up on their bye week, but... Certain guys, you know what I mean, with kind of the inconsistency of the NFL, like today for most, you know what I mean, for like some of the teams. Uh, and then I'll, I'll mention actually talk about inconsistent after this really quick, but uh, just pick up Josh Reynolds, keep him on your bench so you can start him next week when they are done with their bye. Yep. Uh, just to divert backwards really quick, um, Devin Funches, where the hell, I mean, I, I don't even think he. He's just out there to be out there, in my opinion. Like, he's getting his targets, mm. but he's not... Like, you you mentioned Curtis Samuel. Yeah. Uh, DJ Moore. Wow. Holy what a game. crap. Yeah. 
He looked absolutely... Well, obviously, you got to pick him up. Chances are he's probably off the waiver wire in your league. But if he's still out there, you need to get him. Like ASAP. Because that was an incredible performance. Yeah. That one run that he had... He's Where it was like 70 yards or something like that? Yeah, see, that's the, thing. that's the thing about rookies is that you have all this faith in them and then you draft them high in your you know fantasy drafts then all of a sudden they just they don't perform well for those first, say, 8 to 10 weeks. So you drop them. So you drop them. But that's part of the growing process because they wouldn't have drafted him in the first round unless they were going to use him at some point. Uh, he looked fantastic. Cam loved throwing to him. Him and you know Curtis Samuel are both blazing speed. So I think they're going to be the you know that wide receiver hybrid running back combo um, for you know the next few years. Um, but the last thing we'll talk about is tight ends to pick up on the waiver wire. Tight ends, like we've discussed, are a dumpster fire. I hate the tight end position. I like the kicker position more, honestly. Ugh. But so that's some guys bold, still out there. That's a bold statement, Cotton. Jeff, <laughs> Jeff Harmon, Harmon, Huerman. I can't say this guy's name right, and I never Huerman, will. Huerman. I, I can't. They whatever. said it the other day too. I can't I, ever pronounce it. I blacked it right. out. When anyway, um, he is still out there in a good percentage of leagues. The other one is Cam Brate. So we've gotten this question before about Cam Brate, and I am just. I'm just I, I'm kind of sick of getting it in a way. So and we bring up Cam Brate because this just in that they actually put OJ Howard oh, right. on the season-ending IR, so he is done for Correct. the season, which so, is unfortunate because OJ Howard is such a talented and player. And he was he was actually doing very. He I think he had fantastic. like over a little over 500 yards. Yeah, if you can do that well with such uncertainty at the quarterback position, uh, it really shows how talented you actually are. Cam Brate two three years ago was a safety blanket. He had a great year. He finished as a top ten tight Dominated. end in fantasy. But he is not the same player anymore. Okay, he is available in over ninety percent of leagues out there on ESPN. Go and get him. Yep. But the thing is, is he only has two games in the double digits for points this year. He is currently ranked as the number thirty-one tight end. I mean, that is yes. Everyone's going to say, oh, it's because they had OJ Howard. However, if you look at those games where OJ Howard was out and it was only Cam Brait playing, Cam Brait still didn't have good games. Exactly. I was just <laughs> going to say that. Okay. He, I don't even think he so had that I, great of games. I understand people saying, oh, Cam Brait's just going to re- you know fill right back back into that role. No. It's going to be Mike Evans. It's going to be Chris Godwin. It's going to be Adam Humphreys. It's going to be Sean Jackson. I really think Cam Braid is still the fifth best option in the receiving core, and I do not... I, I just don't enjoy having to start him. I would rather look out there and say, hey, Vance McDonald is still out there. Let's go get him. Jeff Herman is still out there. Let's go get him. So... I am even not. Chris Herndon. Yeah, Chris Herndon. On I the would Jets. actually even be, yes. you know what I mean? Like, yes. I would pick him up. Yes, I agree. CJ Uzoma, guys who I'd rather start over Cam Brate. How um, Uzoma, if he's still available yeah, in some leagues, I don't available. understand that. Available. That makes no sense to me. So I am, I, I am a against the Cam Brate one, not because I don't think he's talented. It's more for the fact that Tampa Bay does have so many options, and because. Even when O.J. Howard did not play the season, Cam Brate did not step up in the you know responsibility everyone thought he would. So I'm out on that one. But he is still available in a, in over 90% of leagues. So if you do need to fill that role, he you know he could he could go off for 10 to 12 points. But that's that's about it. That's his ceiling at the mo- you know for the most part. Uh, and one more tight end I also want to uh, point out as well um, is Johnu Smith, mm. who is definitely available probably in most leagues out there. Yeah. Um, I don't actually have the raw data right in front of me, uh, but regardless, he's he's probably available in your leagues. Um, I would definitely pick him up. The past three games, he's gotten 11, 13, and 10 points PPR. That that's that's pretty solid for a tight end. Yeah, he's getting more targets. That's and the he's thing. getting exactly his targets, his catches, two, three, six the past three games respectively. So they they clearly want to get him more involved because of the uncertainty of their freaking receivers because 
someone like Corey Davis, who goes off for like 25 points last week, and then and then lays a goose egg this past like you know what I mean? So who, had, who, who? Oh my God! Who? What wide receiver had more points this week on Tennessee? I, oh, I don't even know his name. That's it, a thing. It, exactly, I don't even know his name. Exactly. Like that. Like, <laughs> I don't even know his name. So Johnu Smith is definitely a name to also look at as well. If you need a uh, if you need a tight end for you know a, a Travis Kelsey, oh, I'm, gonna, or... I'm gonna I'm gonna I found him. Um, so the leading receiver for the Tennessee Titans this past week was Anthony Ferkser. Anthony Ferkser, you heard it here, guys. I don't know what that means. We don't. We don't, we don't know what that. <laughs> I don't know what that don't, means. We don't know who Anthony. But Ferkser hey, he is. did go off for um, for three receptions for 44 yards. Awesome. 44 yards, leading receiver. Awesome. Wow. Yeah. Cool. Tied. That is tied with Jonu Smith this past week. Wow. He also had 44 yards as well. He did. Wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> anyway, so that wraps up our week 11 in review. It also looks forward to, uh, looks towards uh, Thanksgiving and the three games on Thanksgiving. And then week 12 will be upon us. Ooh. I mean, so we are we are a few Can't weeks away. My, one of my league's playoffs have already started. I did oh my God. somehow make the playoffs. Thankfully, I finished second. <sighs> That's in, early. Yeah, I finished second in points. That's because the league playoffs. That's really Yeah, early. for the FPC ones. Oh, league playoffs. for the FPC. Yeah, individual, That's leagues, right. individual leagues are weeks 12 and 13. And then the ultimate playoffs start at 14, 15, 16. That's right. That's so, right. So, thankfully, I made the playoffs. I don't know how it's going to go because Kareem Hunt is on a bye this week. So, hey, that being said, though, playoffs are coming up. Make sure to stack your uh, your rosters with as many players as possible. Um, that you, if you have those extra bench spots, please feel free to um, you know add players that could help you in weeks 13, 14, 15, and into the playoffs and beyond. Because that's one of the biggest problems is when you get into the playoffs or you're at the end of the season and you just don't have enough depth depth to uh, you know get you into the playoffs or get you further on. And so. chances are your waiver your uh, waiver. Excuse me. Uh, your trade deadline is probably passed. It's gone. Yeah, unless you don't have one, which I've it, seen. But. Exactly, but yeah, that's probably mm-hmm. passed. So yeah, definitely look at the waiver. Strategize. You know what I mean. Don't drop a guy because he's on a buy. But if you could use him next week, you know what I mean. Like really, really think about it. Or you know, just shoot the question our way, yeah. and we'll break it down for you. Yep. You know, we'll we'll help you make that decision. That's that is why we are here. Yeah, we'd be happy to help. Again, you can find us on Twitter. We are staying active as possible all hours of the day. Um, you can find us on Twitter at the Fantasy Fam. We love responding to questions. We love having discussions about certain players, certain scenarios, who to drop, who to start, things like that. We are more than happy to help in that. Uh, you know, those cases. You can also send us an email with any questions, concerns. We've gotten some uh, in regards to some players and some uh, some you know who to start, who to sit type scenarios. We are at the uh, we are the Fantasy Fam at Gmail and like we said before, our website to check out some of our uh, episodes and to you know learn more about us. It's thefantasyfam.com. Uh, we are currently at 183 followers. I know it's probably not that great, but we're getting there. A couple months ago, we were less than 100. So we were less than 50. Yeah. <laughs> so well, keep it up, guys. Uh, keep retweeting. You know, tell everyone about this. Share, um, share, share. Retweet. Share, like. retweet. Exactly. Like, comment. Um, we're definitely, we definitely try to. You know, answer every question that comes our way. Um, obviously, we're not a Matthew Berry, so we don't have thousands of questions. Not yet. We're better. Just kidding. Um, I love Matthew yeah. Berry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but once we get to 200, it's still open. I know I set a deadline, but you know what? We're still going to do it anyway. But once we get to 200, then, you know, we're obviously going to pick two random followers and uh, send us some stickers and some Fantasy Fam koozies. Yep. And, and then we will be on our way towards 300 and 400 and 500. We'll be on our way to growing our social media platform. Um, we want to connect with each and every person who has questions or concerns or just wants to talk fantasy. We love just talking about sports. 
Um, it is our passion. It is part of our life now. So we would love to answer any questions or you know have any you know open-ended discussions. Um, and we hope to just keep growing in our you know episodes in our social media life. So uh, thank you all for listening. Thank you all for subscribing and for uh, following us on Twitter. That means the world to us. So on behalf of me and my wonderful cousin, this is the Fantasy Band signing. Out.